Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From AccuWeather.com, this is Everything Under the Sun. It's our weekly podcast featuring in-depth interviews with experts from AccuWeather and from around the world. Bringing you behind-the-scenes information, stories, and news on the weather, climate change, and the outdoors. Covering topics from the worlds of science, sports, and space. It's all the information you need to weatherproof your life. And now, here's the host of Everything Under the Sun, AccuWeather meteorologist, Dean DeVore. Friends, welcome in. This is episode 12 of our fall series. we got one more week of fall on the meteorological calendar. We'll switch over to meteorological winter coming up at the beginning of December. But we're heading towards the Thanksgiving week. We've got a lot of cold air that has really invaded from Canada down into the Upper Plains, the Great Lakes, and into the Northeast. Snow is flying. We've got snow squalls. We've got snow lake effect, lake enhanced snow. We've got areas that are seeing feet of snow three four five six feet of snow possible in the buffalo area as we go through this weekend we're going to have two focuses in our weekly episode this week snow and snow squalls this is snow squall awareness week that is uh, kind of curated by our friends at the national weather service and state college and i know accuweather over the years has been contributing to the idea that we needed to do more with snow squall warning and so we're going to talk to dave dombeck up first about all of that snow up in the great lakes and buffalo and these snow squall scenarios that we're going to see as we play out through the winter. And the other rays of focus, the second segment, will be about the flu season. We've been hearing a lot of anecdotal evidence about the flu. We're going to check in with the CDC and how that flu season is shaping up. Looks like it's going to be a bad one, how we're still seeing the interactions with COVID go. So snow and flu. Sounds like we're getting ready for winter. Sit back, relax, friends. It's time to talk about everything under the sun from AccuWeather.com. And welcome into Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com. As we said, a special edition. I know we're still calling this the fall series, but in a lot of the country, we could be calling this uh, the beginning of winter because an amazing mass of cold air has come down from Canada. It's been spilling over the lakes, the Great Lakes, and uh, spreading eastward and it's been causing problems with uh, lake effect and lake enhanced snow as we've gone through the last 24, 48 hours. And that problem is going to continue as we go over the next uh, few days in through the weekend. Also, on top of that, uh, our friends here in State College at the National Weather Service office have been working with uh, other folks, including AccuWeather over the years, to help give some perspective to a situation that I think has gotten worse, at least in my mind, where we live in central Pennsylvania and Ohio and New York, is these snow squalls that we're seeing more and more of. And this has been Snow Squall Awareness Week. So uh, senior expert, long-term meteorologist Dave Dombeck, I'm trying to make you sound not too old, but certainly (laughs) all the knowledge in the world. I wanted to get you up front because we got a couple of things going on. First of all, as we are recording this on Friday, that massive snow band that we had talked about 
Areas just south of Buffalo have been getting hit through the morning hours of Friday. Already, as we're recording this, close, uh, getting close to lunchtime, some areas already over two feet of snow in some of those south towns. And we're going to see that uh, band of intense lake effect snow continue to kind of go north and south a little bit here over the next uh, couple of days, creating a situation that rivals Dave Dombeck 2014. I have a, a friend, he played volleyball for Penn State. Uh, many people might know Matt Anderson. He's one of the best volleyball players in the world. For that uh, situation, he happened to be there, and uh, he was just south of the city. He has a house in West Seneca, seven feet of snow at his house in 2014. He luckily kept his roof. Others around him did not. And we're going to see that same situation, two, three, four, five, six feet of snow in some areas just south of Buffalo. Another crazy situation that we see. Yeah, that's that's right, Dean. And um, yeah, this is this is probably uh, one of the most uh, intense and impressive uh, lake effect outbreaks that we've seen. And this is when you get them. This is this is the ideal time for this to happen in late fall. Uh, as you get a really uh, unusually cold air mass coming down and you've got the lake water temperature still relatively warm. Um, you know, earlier in the week, we checked some water temperatures. They were still above 50. Now they've come down some, but but the, they're, they're nowhere near freezing. They're they well up into the 40s yet. And the magic number in Celsius, the difference between about 5,000 feet up off the ground, what we call our 850 millibar level, and the, the the water surface, the, the the lake temperature at the water surface, that magic number we want to see for lake effect is 13 degrees C or about 25 degrees Fahrenheit. And we're looking at the profiles, the atmospheric profiles um, over the next couple of days. And we've got way more than the 13. We've got, in some cases, it's going to go up over 20 or 21 degrees Celsius difference. So that just creates an, an incredibly unstable atmosphere very steep lapse rate and the atmosphere just gets angry it gets i mean it gets violent uh because there's so much of a temperature difference in the vertical from the lake uh to not too far up off the ground and we've got and and the whole thing who gets a foot who gets three inches who gets you know five feet it's all depending on where those bands are and like you were saying dean they're going to be somewhat shifting bands uh over the next few days if you have a steady state where they don't sh they don't change they don't shift that's the time when you get some un unbelievable right. amounts of snow uh they probably will be shifting some but still you're looking at incredibly high amounts of snow over the next couple of days yeah this is definitely a situation where um that that wind can change 10 20 30 degrees and then the the orientation of that band can move uh, north and south as we were recording this it had been set up south of the city but there were signs that it was moving up towards the city and then it looks like it may start to come back down they've already moved the football game the bills uh, have moved to detroit um, where they're going to camp out because then they're scheduled to play the Lions on Thanksgiving. So they're going to go over there, stay the weekend and have fun over to Detroit because Detroit's getting some snow showers, but nothing like that situation. But the other place that this is happening is off of Lake Ontario. That's Lake Erie and where that's west southwest wind comes into just south of Lake uh, uh, just south of Buffalo, Lake Erie, uh, Lake Ontario has the same fetch over to the Tug Hill Plateau, we call that. Uh, and that area could also pick up a couple, two, three feet of snow in that area, too. Yeah, you got the same principle going on, the same 
you know, physics in the atmosphere, so to speak, happening off of Ontario. And the one thing you do have over in that area, and you also have it in southwestern New York State when the bands set up south of Buffalo, like I said, in the south towns or when they shift over into ski country. Uh, anytime you bring that air off of the lake and then you lift it in elevation, whether it's the Tug Hill Plateau, whether it's the higher elevations of southwest New York, then that air is going up uphill and it's enhancing it even more. And so what would have produced, you know, a foot of snow going uphill into the higher elevations there, it could produce an extra six inches or eight inches. And and this is not only something we see over the lakes. We see this and we were seeing it yesterday and I saw it today, uh, Long Island Sound. The fetch of air was over Long Island Sound. And so there was a streamer of showers of rain or snow coming off the eastern Long Island going towards uh, Block Island and uh, the islands off the uh, Cape uh, Cod area, Nantucket and, and Martha's Vineyard. Uh, we can see that down. I think sometimes we see that uh, off uh, down around the Delmarva where uh, the Delaware Bay, you can see streamers of showers and stuff so anywhere you've got that uh, difference in temperature and then some kind of elevational rise or whatever that can force these now what what, what i did want to talk about is uh so that's one way to get a lot of snow in long periods of time the squall situation and, and dave i've been talking in the, the office a lot in the last couple of years i believe from living in central pennsylvania now well, I've lived in Pennsylvania all my 55 years here in State mm -hmm. College now 40 years. The incidence of us seeing snow squalls um, at times of the year, certainly in, all the way from mid to late fall now into spring is much higher than I remember. I, re I, I think the atmosphere just with the, the, the change that we're seeing, some of the warming that we're seeing overall has allowed uh, more convective events in the winter than we used to see. And that's why I think we're getting these intense pockets of snow. Uh, a squall is kind of like a, a mini thunderstorm in the winter that just puts down, you know, how a thunderstorm can pour, you know, give you inch, two inch rainfall rates an hour. Well, if you think about that in snow, if you're getting that, you know, it's not uncommon to have two, three, four inch rain uh, snowfall rates an hour in some of these snow squalls. One of the good news is they sometimes are on the move. And so they're not, you know, they're putting down maybe a coating to an inch or inch and a half quickly, but they're at least moving. But the visibility and the uh, usually these are coming when the temperatures are cold enough that that initial uh, what we call a thump of snow gets ground down into the, the pavement. This These can be really, really bad. And I'm really glad that we've taken initiative with the help of the National Weather Service, AccuWeather, working together in other places to really highlight these, because I think these have in the past weren't highlighted maybe as well as they could have. Would you agree with all that? I would agree with everything you said, Dean. And, you know, it's it's one of those situations. Just think about it. You know, you're traveling down, you know, pick an interstate 80, let's say interstate 80, and it's it's dry weather, la-di-da, you're cruising along at 70, 75 miles per hour. And then all of a sudden, you're you're running into literally a wall of white. You go from perfect visibility to almost you can't see 10 feet in front of your vehicle. And so the visibility, just that alone is extremely dangerous. And then, like you said, Dean, sometimes these squalls are happening, um, you know, uh, when it's above freezing slightly, maybe it's mid-30s, upper 30s, it could even be 40 degrees. But then with that, that intense precipitation falling very quickly, what happens is you have what's called evaporational cooling in the atmosphere. It quickly cools the temperature down. 
very quickly within minutes. And so you go from 38, 35, all of a sudden you're down below freezing. And that what was a wet road just like three minutes ago is now starting to ice up. And and it's, you know, then it's an instant disaster with slippery conditions and you could have jackknife tractor trailers. We've had some horrible uh, incidents, uh, tragedies even with people died, you know, fires, you know, 40, 40, 50, 60 cars involved in these massive pileups. Right. It's a domino effect. And it's. I think I, I think part of that is people just do not use common sense because they think they're. Fifty, sixty, eighty thousand dollar vehicle that is supposed to have yeah. all wheel drive and all this kind of stuff is going to protect you in these situations, and that's just just not the case, friends. It's uh, there's nothing that can protect you when you're heading into that kind of situation. Yeah, your best bet, honestly, if you know that's going to happen, your best bet is just to get off of an exit and just wait till it passes just and get off it. the road. I think that you not know, you know, not just on the shoulder because in these yes. whiteout situations. You know, I it's not it wasn't a squall, but I was in a band of whiteout uh, south towns uh, in in Buffalo, and I was just praying that the person in front of me was on the road and staying on the road because that's all I could see was his brake lights. If he had gone off the road, I'd have been in that same scenario. So. Um, really crazy stuff. Oh, just a couple of minutes here, uh, but a big, huge old dip in the jet stream with that jet stream this weekend going all the way down to the deep south. So that cold air locked over the Great Lakes, uh, some rounds of snow showers, even uh, Detroit, Chicago in later tonight into tomorrow, another round. And then that goes up into the, the northeast. And of course, the, the lake effect snows that we talked about, Buffalo and off Lake uh, Ontario continuing uh, up into Ontario itself coming off of uh, Lake Huron. A lot of uh, lake effect with that west southwest flow. Um, one good thing is we go into next week uh, with the dry, windy weather out west, some Santa Ana winds out west, showers down along the Gulf Coast. And in Miami, there's going to be some showers in, in Florida this weekend. One of the things for travel, especially in the northeast, it looks like a very dry lead up with some moderation in temperatures. Great Lakes up into the northeast here as we go in the next few days past the weekend. Uh, weekend, Dave. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and just a little comment on the cold. I remember leading into this cold snap, uh, one of the products we look at from the Climate Prediction Center, CPC, they have their six to ten day outlook. They have their eight to four eight to fourteen day outlook, and it's a shaded thing. And obviously, the blues, the purples, or whatever are below normal temperatures. I've it's been a long time since I've seen that much of the country percentage wise in some kind of a blue or purple shading. Uh, it's amazing how how extent expansive this cold air and how much of the country it's 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 covering, except for the maybe very very far west coast or South Florida. I mean, the almost the entire country is covered by below. Now that's going to shift. And that's going to change, like you said, uh, as we go through the next few days. We get past the weekend, and then the very good news for folks uh, in the east, the northeast, the mid-Atlantic states is that number one, uh, we've got dry weather uh, leading up to Thanksgiving, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, dry conditions. Great news for travel, and uh, for from a comfort standpoint. We're moderating our temperatures uh, day by day. And actually, it's you know getting to the point where Wednesday should be the peak of that, quote, warmth. Not going to be warm, but right. we'll get temperatures at least back toward normal. Maybe even one day we spike a little bit above, but it's going to feel way better by the middle of next week in like Philly and New York and 
uh, Boston and so forth than than it will be over the weekend. And the biggest travel troubles that I see Tuesday into Wednesday, uh, Pacific Northwest for a storm up there, fair to poor conditions. And then, you know, maybe some showers and thunderstorms down in uh, Texas over to uh, Arkansas. But the rest of the country, like you said, looks pretty, pretty decent for travel here as we go through. And that's always good news for people that don't want any headaches getting to grandma's house. Exactly. And things do get interesting uh, post Thanksgiving. That's why we tell people to to stay tuned and keep keep looking at your app and, and AccuWeather.com and look for updates because there's a lot of potential for some, let's say, funny business here uh, at the end of next week. Yeah, there there may be uh, with with the way this is going. And we, we saw that in the modeling that there could be an opportunity for something to spin up and cause some problems later on in the weekend uh, into early next week. I just want to get through this weekend because it's going to be so cold and snowy. Dave Dombeck, thanks so much for joining us here on Everything Under the Sun. You're welcome. When we come back, we're going to talk about the flu. The CDC is on the line, and they're going to tell us where we are on this already big and bad flu season. I'm hearing a lot of anecdotal evidence about a lot of folks already getting the flu. And, of course, with COVID also still raging around, we'll talk about that flu and COVID and everything else from the CDC coming up next. This is Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Whether you're at home getting ready for work, packing the kids' lunch, or commuting, listen to AccuWeather Daily. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, and you'll get the top trending weather story of the day every day. Welcome back to Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com. Snow and cold, and now we turn our attention to flu. I'm looking at the headlines as this podcast drops here on this Friday, and all I'm seeing is stories about how hospitals are beginning to get overwhelmed with so much flu going on, and the interaction with COVID is not a good one either. So we wanted to check in with the CDC and see where we are in this flu season, which already looks to be off to a very strong start. We're going to talk with Lynette Brammer. She's the lead of the CDC's Domestic Influenza Surveillance Team, which is responsible for collecting, analyzing, and publishing a weekly report on the impact that the flu is having across the United States. That kind of information helps our public health officials and you find out where and when influenza is occurring, how you can maybe uh, look at preventing it, and uh, some of the things that uh, they're finding out. So let's sit down and talk to Lynette Brammer from the CDC see about this season's flu outbreak and how it's going and where we expect to go as we go through the season. 
Lynette, uh, the stories that I've been hearing and seeing and anecdotally, I can tell you that I have uh, heard about a, a lot of flu in my friends and some family members. And this seems like um, we're getting into a, a real big ramp up for the number of flu cases. And we wanted to talk to the folks at the CDC about where we are in the uh, numbers so far in this early season as we get to the midpoint of November and uh, where we're going and what where we are in terms of the uh, flu vaccine and whether people not uh, should get them. I know the advice is to always get it. There are sometimes when uh, I know how f- far ahead that you have to do these vaccines. Sometimes um, the efficacy uh, you wonder a little bit about, but we can talk about that. But Lynette, talk first about the numbers. Am, am, is my anecdotal evidence right that this is already a bad flu season here in the United States? It's an early flu season for the United States. We're off to an early start. And so compared to this time of year, normally it is high. But compared to what we see at the peak of a regular flu season, we're not there yet. We don't know how severe the flu season will end up being. We're going to have to keep watching and find that out. But it's right now what we can say is it's early. It's funny because I think this some ways has parallels to when we talk about like hurricane season, right? For for everybody, it's a bad hurricane season if you have a hurricane or a tropical storm that does damage in your area. But to the person in that area that has a, a system and then other people that don't, they may have a different view of it. So I think we have to look at different parameters. Um, you're saying that this is already out of the gate being pretty busy in terms of the number of cases that we see sure. uh, early part of the year, right? This is higher than normal for the number of cases we see in the early yeah. stages. Yeah, it is. I mean, right now, like last week, we had, it was 128 of percent of specimens that clinical labs tested were positive for influenza. That's high for this time of year, but it's still below what we typically pre-COVID saw at the peak of the season, where it'd go between 25 and 30 percent. All right, Lynette. So if as we look at this, I think we have to look at different parameters, right? So, you know, there's how virulent the strain is, how how easily it is passed from one person to the other, then how bad the illness is when you get it. Um, are there two factors that I think people want to know? Are there is there evidence right now with this early onset of, of the high numbers of uh, higher numbers than we've seen in recent terms of these positive influenza tests? Is there any evidence to know whether this is more virulent strains than we've seen in the past or it's going to be more difficult for people to get through the flu this year with this uh, this batch, this new batch this year? You know, there's no evidence to suggest that the virus that's circulating is any different than the viruses that we have seen before with influenza. But the thing to remember is influenza can always cause severe disease. Right. Um, And the more cases you have, the more severe disease you're going to have. And so it makes sense that right now that we're seeing more viruses, more of the virus circulate, we're seeing increases in hospitalizations along with that, but nothing to believe that things are out of sync. We're, you know, seeing an increase in cases. We also see an increase in hospitalization. So, Lynette, when we look at the flu, sometimes uh, there are differences in how it affects people of different age groups. So uh, early indications, is this affecting, uh, I know generally we're looking at younger folks, the, the, the youth, and then we're also looking at seniors 
and and older folks too. Is there a predominant situation that we're seeing in this early flu season of one of those two groups that's affecting, or is it uh, creating problems for both groups? Right now, the majority of the viruses are occurring among younger people, but the virus that's circulating right now, H3N2, is one known to more heavily impact the elderly. We haven't seen as many cases among the elderly yet, but um, this is a virus that can have a huge impact on the elderly also. And then also now um, with in various parts of the country and the world, COVID is still running rampant and uh, new uh, situations there. Um, thoughts about the uh, implications of having a uh, still having COVID strains going around and the flu strains. Are we seeing interactions with those? Is, is, is it certainly mutually exclusive from each other in terms of if I get COVID, there's a chance I still could get the flu, vice versa? How's that working out? You absolutely could still get flu if you have COVID or if you've had, if you get COVID. Um, right now, we are seeing co-circulation of multiple respiratory viruses. Yeah, We're seeing increasing influenza activity. There's been a lot of respiratory syncytial virus or RSV activity that impacts young children in particular, and there's still circulation of COVID. And when you have co-circulation of all these respiratory viruses, it just puts a much larger strain on the healthcare system. Yeah, I think that's the big concern because, as you said earlier, already hospitalizations with this flu strain are up on the early part of the season. And then we're already starting to see in places where the new COVID uh, resurging is going on that that's going to put a strain on. So I think the biggest advice is that flu shot, right? Because absolutely. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna jump up and down and tell us five times to get that. Why why do you think people are still reticent about getting a flu shot? I think in a lot of cases p- people don't understand how severe flu can be. They think it's just a bad cold and you know they'll get it, they'll get over it, everything's fine, that they don't need to bother to get a shot. But that's not true. Flu can be really severe. Getting your flu shot can reduce your chances of flu for people around you. It can help, you know, provide an extra layer of protection for, you know, your elderly relatives, your new baby, and people with chronic conditions by reducing their risk of getting influenza. Uh, again, there there is no change in any of our thoughts and processes about this with flu. And then, you know, now we have to really consider COVID as a, as a separate track. So two things that uh, everybody's got to think about protecting themselves, flu and COVID. It's not a one size fits all because they're different viruses and stuff. Um, I guess the other thing is, um, are we've had some years where we've had shortages of, of flu vaccine. Where are we on that situation uh, from the CDC's point of view uh, going forward here this season? Right now, flu vaccine supply looks really good, but coverage or uptake of flu vaccine right now has not been as good as we would like. And so we really do want to urge people to get get their flu shots right now. Um, you know, the data for children show that we're about where we were at this time last year in terms of vaccination, but that's still a good bit down from where we were in October of 2022. We're about eight percentage points lower. 
for pregnant people, we're about five percentage points lower than we were last year and 17 percentage points lower than where we were in 2020. And that's really troubling because flu vaccine, it protects the pregnant person, but it also, after the baby's born, can help protect the baby too. So we want to make sure that people really do understand the importance of going out and getting their flu shot and staying up to date on their COVID vaccines, too. Yeah, I think uh, it's going to take a lot of management and a lot of uh, thought for people because, um, you know, they were so used to just doing have to doing one thing. And now right. there's multiple things to do. But uh, we all know that we've seen that the situation works, that if if we use the vaccines that they will be uh, they will be helpful. And I think that's uh, the the great message, because um, this is going to get more complicated. I mean, as we go through time and we see all the effects and things, we just got to keep uh, abreast of it. Where's a good place? Uh, I know your website, the CDC Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, has a lot of great information, right? Uh, if you just go mm-hmm. seasonal flu and there's just a whole bunch of information there to get people uh, the information they need to how to talk to their healthcare professionals about this flu season, right? Absolutely. There's there's good information on what's going on with influenza and there is a vaccine finder to help people find where they can get a flu shot. Which is certainly uh, great information to have. Lynette, I appreciate the time. I know it's a busy time. We may check in with you getting closer to the uh, new year to see where we are as we make that crossover and and see if we've learned anything in the last couple of months and how we're going forward in this flu season. It's important time. Again, we balance between the influenza and COVID and everything else. Lynette, thanks for your time and spending time with us here on Everything Under the Sun. You're welcome. I was happy to do it. If you would like more information from the CDC about influenza, uh, preventing it, symptoms and diagnosis, treatment, and that report that uh, that Lynette works on in her team, that flu activity and surveillance, or the flu view, as they call it, you can go to their website, cdc.gov slash flu, cdc.gov slash flu. And that is where you can get all the great information that uh, Lynette and I were looking at and talking about. Friends, how to do it for this week's episode. We've got a lot more snow coming, winter weather. We've got holiday travel coming next week and Thanksgiving as well. We'll finish out fall with our final fall episode of the 2022 season as we get ready for winter past that. For my executive producers, Ken Prell and Andrew Robb and our hundreds of team members who've been working hard with this latest winter and new winter outbreak and the snows, We'll keep you up to date, especially if you're in that Buffalo area, going over the weekend about those prolific snows there and wherever else snow and cold and any other weather impacts your life. We'll be there to weatherproof your life with our AccuWeather.com app, our great AccuWeather.com websites, and also our our great information you can get on Twitter and our great AccuWeather network and our partners as well. Check it out. For all of us, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week as we wrap up the fall series for 2022. This is Everything Under the Sun from AccuWeather.com. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review Everything Under the Sun on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And of course, if you have an idea for a future podcast, just email us at accuweather.podcast at accuweather.com. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 